0: Hello and welcome to another episode of How Did We Get Here? A podcast in which we discuss the evolution of different music genres and their impact on society and today's music industry. In this episode, we're not going to talk about rock music, finally, but we will discover two amazing genres that are very close to each other. Since we've been stuck in the 70s since the last episode, we will be talking today about another very important genre of this decade. Or to be more precise, we're going to talk today about funk music. But to better introduce to you, to this groovy sound that is funk music, it would be just unfair not to talk first about soul, one of the most important genres in music history that was appreciated for its richness, heritage, and also from which originated not only funk music, but also R&B, Motown, disco, and many more subgenres. Uh, as many people say, uh, funk music was mostly about attitude and character. It was a liberating sound that would push people to express themselves on the dance floor and just feel the groove. And in this occasion, let's inaugurate this episode with the king of funk music, Prince. I see you anymore and i need your love baby That's all i'm living for yeah Do you want a pressure your baby But i ever wanted to do I want to be your lover I want to be The song that we just listened to is called I want to be your lover And uh, I am assuring you, in this episode, it's not going to be the last time we're listening to Prince. (laughs) Alright, let's get into soul music. What is it, really? Uh, Just like rock and roll, soul music emerged in the late 50s and early 60s, from jazz, rhythm, and blues. But, as you may have noticed, soul is nothing like rock and roll, because it had a different purpose which was embracing and paying a massive tribute to the African-American culture, and most importantly, give the spotlight to black artists that would still suffer from many discriminations at the time. A whole community of black entrepreneurs would then uh, hire and train a whole generation of musicians, producers, arrangers, and songwriters, who then were specifically meant to serve the needs of soul and be the carriers of this whole legacy. In terms of characteristics, uh, soul music is known for a very emotional lyrics that are also combined with gospel-inspired melodies and the use of jazz instruments because of this... Yes, jazz instruments. <laughs> uh, because of the strong similarity with jazz, some would even consider soul as... I would say it's a more updated version of soul at that time. And to illustrate the similarity with jazz, let's listen to... The Midnight Hour by one of the main figures of soul music, Wilson Pickett. When you listen to this, you can hear still like the main instruments of jazz. I would say quartets and also uh, the characteristics, the rhythm, and etc. And since we're on Wilson Pickett, uh, when you look at uh, his discography, uh, I n- I once noticed uh, that he interpreted a Jimi Hendrix song that I actually showed you. And I think the Woodstock episode. So I think it's very interesting to see how a hard rock song is also can also be a soul song at the same time. Gun in your hand. Hey, Joe, I want to know where you're going with that gun in your hand. another good song that in my opinion illustrates perfectly a classic i would say soul song by structure is i can stand the rain by Anne peoples which i would say is a very good combination of these powerful and emotional lyrics combined with the sound of blues and very strong vocals Guess my window, bringing back sweet memory. Hey Wendell, do you remember? Eventually, soul uh, would then give birth to probably the most talented artists of our times. Among these people, we have first of all Aretha Franklin, also called the Queen of Soul. As a, she was a self-taught musician, but at the same time one of the most honored artists in grammar history, with 18 wins, and she was also the first ever woman to be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and to feel her powerful and, I would say, appreciated work, let's listen to a huge classic, Think, one of her most popular songs. You better think, think, think about what you're trying to do to me Think, 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 let your mind go, let yourself be free Let's go back, let's go back, let's go way on, way back when I didn't even know you, you couldn't have been too much more than tame. Another important figure in soul music is Stevie Wonder. Blind from birth, he would compose his own songs and play them live on the piano. From the soul characteristics that I listed before, I would say we often hear some uh, gospel and jazz influences in his work. And let's listen now to Ace by Stevie Wonder. And as a last uh, soul figure, let's quickly look at one of my favorite soul performances, which is definitely uh, Nina Simone, with her legacy of liberation, empowerment, passion, and just the love that she would spread through her music. Ain't got no water, ain't got no ticket, ain't got no token, ain't got no love. Uh, Besides being an artist, uh, Nina Simone was also an important human rights activist against racism. Uh, She states her opinions and embraces black culture in many of her songs, but one of the most memorable ones would be uh, To Be Young, Gifted, and Black. This song uh, brings us to the next topic, which is the impact of soul at the time. As the civil rights movements would lead to bigger and bigger demonstrations and uh, increased African-American pride, soul music became uh, the symbol of this whole movement. And even though uh, soul was never truly political in nature, its growth in the pop charts and its mainstream popularity with also the help of the dancing show called Soul Train, came to represent one of the first successes of the civil rights movement in the 60s. And another song that illustrates this impact and how soul was kind of a symbol of opposition in the time is the song called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. In the end, uh, soul was not just a new music genre from the 60s. It was a perfect combination of strong vocals, ethnic pride and respect for its own artistic sources. It became an inspiration for many artists that then would innovate the genre in many different forms. And one of them is, of course, funk music. This was Let It Whip by Jazz Band. And now let's get into the characteristics of funk music. Uh, funk was at the time innovative, daring, and sometimes even scary to many people. This is actually why we call it funk. Originally, uh, we would say that uh, funky is a specific order, something unpredictable uh, in terms of styling, just way of looking, or even an attitude. And when you think about it, funk music was all about this. Uh, Let's look at this genre a bit more in details, and uh, also let's look at what changed and stayed from uh, soul music. First, uh, the beat in uh, funk music changed totally, just drastically. It was actually uh, defined by James Brown, and was a syncopated, aggressive rhythm that would put the strong pulse on the first note. Um... I'll, I'll show you examples. <laughs> uh, while the traditional rhythm in blues uh, emphasize the back beat, so the second, second rhythm. Uh, you may be uh, very confused right now, but uh, I'll try to show you examples so you better understand what I'm talking about. So first, let's listen to a soul song called The End of Our Road and s- see how the rhythm is, the accent of the rhythm of the drums is on the second beat. And now we will listen to a funk song by actually James Brown where the accent will not be on the second beat but on the first one. then eventually with time be fastened up, which made uh, then funk music the main dancing genre in the 70s. This song was Give Me The Night by George Benson, one of the main figures of funk music. Alright, now we've done the rhythm, let's go to the bass. This is actually the first genre where bass players would be put in front and their bass lines would be the key component of the whole song. They then would even create their own technique called the slap bass, where you would literally slap uh, the string with your fingers And by doing that, accentuate the sound. And uh, I honestly think that this is so cool that bass players are finally in the front and we hear these very nice sounds. And let's, uh, so you can understand what I'm talking about, let's listen to Just a Touch of Love by Slave. Another great example of this accentuated bass lines would be a very good song that I really like called uh, You Sexy Thing by Hot Chocolate. And uh, the third crucial component of funk music is the electric guitar, that at the time was nothing like the one in rock and hard rock music. It was more a sound that would accentuate the rhythm and the beat and add uh, this uh, syncopated element to the song. Uh, The guitar riff appears in most of the funk songs and I would say this is why it is one of the main elements that adds this groove to funk music. As uh, another example, uh, you will also clearly hear this funky guitar riff uh, in the song called He's the Greatest Dancer by Sister Sledge. One night in a disco. But even uh, if funk music was innovative in its own way It would still continue to carry the same legacy as did soul music And this is why we can still hear in many funk songs uh, Elements of blues, jazz and gospel And we can clearly, uh, clearly hear all of this in an example uh, Wait, oh yes, the song called Listen to the Music by the Isley Brothers People getting ready for the news Some are happy Some are sad We got to let the music play I said, what the people need? It's a way to make them smile Aside from the music, uh, the lyrics of many funk songs would also, as in soul, carry a message of union and strength of the African-American culture. And this is exactly what the next song is about. Uh, We just listened to We Are Family by Sister Sledge. So, uh, over the whole 70s, funk music eventually changed and became more diversified. Around the early 80s, it became more open-minded and would embrace sexuality in both music and lyrics. And this is eventually what would uh, do one of the greatest musicians in funk music, Prince, in this song called Kiss. Another great song uh, by Prince that would again embrace sexuality is um, is wait oh it's "Scream." Um another performer that I would say uh fits best in the category the same category as Prince would be uh Rick James. And uh I'll play a song and the sample of the song you know for sure. She'd get her off the street. Ow, oh, girl. She likes the boys in the band. She says that I'm her all-time favorite. When I make my move to her room, it's the right time. All right, this was Super Freak by Rick James. Um, on the other side of funk music, we could actually witness uh, the birth of hip-hop and rap. A uh, performance would usually uh, sample the riffs and beats of classic funk songs, and then add them to their works as an homage and historical link to artists and cultural movements of the past. And this is why, in this specific context, I'd love to show you a song that is kind of considered to be the first rap song ever. And as many of you have already guessed, I'm talking about Rapper's Delight by The Sugar Hill Gang. One, two, three, four, tell me, one, do my, what are you waiting for? To the hip, hop, the hip to the hip, to hip, hip, hopper, you don't stop, rock it to the bang, make the boogie, say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogity beat. Well, the and bop? we rock a Scooby-Doo, and guess what, America, we love you, because it rock and roll with us so much so you can rock to are 101 years old. I don't mean to brag, I don't mean to boast, but we like hot butter on a breakfast toast. Rock it a baby, bubba, baby. The to the in the end, uh, soul and funk were genres that brought joy and pride in the 60s and 70s. Uh, by the end of the 70s, they also contributed to the creation of one of the most significant genres of that period, and I am talking about disco music. Uh, disco brought the world... Disco, sorry. Uh, disco would bring to the world extravagance, joy, and especially camp, which is, uh, I would say, a term that defines everything related to the love for the natural, the extravagation, exaggeration, to the point of actually being ridiculous, but on purpose. Uh, this is also the era uh, of clubbing and especially the greatest New York clubs, such as Studio 54. And this is why, in the next episode of How Did We Get Here?, we will be talking only about disco music and the strong message it carried at the time. Thank you so much for staying until the end of this episode. Uh, My name is Anastasia and this was uh, How Did We Get Here? Episode 5? 4? I don't remember. And you're listening to Born to Be Alive by Patrick Hernandez. Thank you so much. See you next time.